I just had this feeling that it was something I needed to follow and continue training with and, and doing for myself. And I took one class, once I took one, it was, I have to bring this to people because it felt not only like my purpose, the reason I'm on this planet, it was the reason why everything has happened up until this point. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. best songs ever guys we were just singing uh <laughs> um oh yeah hey want to be my lover uh-huh no the best one is um you gotta be desiree you gotta be, be bad you gotta be bold you gotta be oh. white man oh, you man. gotta be hard. i cried you so gotta hard be tough. i literally was like this is what like i heard that song i was like this is what life's about <laughs> Like that was probably the first deep moment I've ever had in my life. That was, was like me and listening it, to that song. I was like, "Whoa, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette." That um, I thought album was so good is one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> so good, one of my first albums. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nineteen ninety five Grammy nominees is my first mm-hmm. album. That was really good. Black Street, no diggity on there. Um, then I had Design of a Decade was my second. What was that? Janet Jackson. Oh, of a decade. Okay. Fuck everyone. I was and literally like crazy, sexy, cool. Oh, was my third. That's a great one. I'm amazing. Mine was like the band Five. Oh yeah. Was that a boy bander though? Baby, when the lights, lights go out, everything. And then Candy, Mandy Moore. Candy's a classic. Robin, when Robin was R and B from the get. Yeah. People, I love that. About people want to play, but like, I've been hood. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like I've I've been on says at hundred blog <laughs> says at hundred blog <laughs> bitches I've been on. Uh, hey Justin's everyone. actually been making music lately. It's really fucking good. It's Let, insane. Let's turn have, you on. Yeah, it's actually really hot. It's crazy. I'm like, wait, you do this too? That's like really hot, and you're good at it. Damn. It's crazy. He's really good at everything. It's really fucking hot. So cute. So cute. <laughs> We'll play it on the outro. Hello, everyone. Greetings. Second episode this Thursday. week. Thursday. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, we we decided to really load them in. Yep, in load February. them in. Backing up the Brinks truck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he listened. I know, same. I can get him too. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. We'll just send an email. Yeah. Simple email. He will. To one fire. We're talking about Crystalia. Anyway, all right. This week, let's get serious because I feel like okay, our intro yeah, is not is not matching our. It doesn't match the mood. Doesn't match the mood of what you're about to experience. Everyone, during this session, I felt the weirdest sensations. 
I literally couldn't move my mouth. Did you shart? <laughs> no, I didn't shart this time. Um, no, but we uh, we held a beautiful um, breathwork and meditation event at Lululemon in Brentwood. Mm. Um, my Lululemon family was so kind to open up their store to us and just make this happen. And we had on um, Jenna Reese, who is a meditation coach and teacher. She is at um, the website Breathe Accented Life. Soon it will be Um, And she just started the Wild Hearts Club. She is just a... She's awesome. Spirit you want to be around. Yeah, saw her at Good Fest. Such good vibes. I love good her. Good vibes. Yeah. Um, so she led an opening meditation and a talk and it was just really beautiful. So, you know, for this episode, we recommend that you're maybe not in the car. Yeah. Unless you're good at keeping your eyes open while you like chill. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice, maybe right when you wake up or before you go to bed, this is part meditation, um, part Q&A with Jenna. And then we go into a breathwork session with Dr. Ryan Green, who is an osteopathic physician. And he is also opening the uh, Monarch Athletic Club in West Hollywood, which is really exciting. So look out for that. But he leads a breathwork session and then we go into Q&A but our our people were so mm. present and got so much As out of usual. it and it was like a range of ages too which was our goal was to bring in we had like teenagers and we had moms and we had listeners our age and that was that was the goal we normally just have people our age and i think to to give um kids tools to give adults tools you know it kind of yeah. like skips generation i feel like we're spoiled we really have it at the ready and we're so interested in it and open to yeah. all of these modes of wellness and self care and um, i think on that point too quickly um mm-hmm. so um, circling back to, we had an event in Arizona as well that you guys may have seen that meetup. And because of that meetup, we were able to donate money to Mindfulness First in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it's an organization that um, does mindfulness programs within schools in Arizona. So for kids. Yeah. So because of all of the attendees for that sold out event, we were able to take every single dollar that we made and donate that to Mindfulness First in Arizona. It's so important because I think- Thanks that, Natalie for that. Yeah. I think back to like when we were kids and if I had these, specific tools to mm-hmm. navigate the moments when I felt like my world was ending. I know. And literally it was like a bad grade on a test mm-hmm. or boyfriend breaking up with me or whatever it was, you know, to have those tools would have been great. So yeah, we're just trying to spread the knowledge in that way. So enjoy this episode. Um, thank you again to Lululemon Brentwood. Thank you to Jenna and Ryan. Join us in the secret Facebook group. Let's chat about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love you. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at almost 30 podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe and review. Lindsay and I read all your reviews and they mean so much. So that's like really important for us getting amazing guests on and growing. So when you guys write a review, I know it doesn't take long, but it means the world. So thanks for following and reviewing and joining the secret Facebook group to connect with some badass individuals. We're excited to share this episode with you. So enjoy. Meditation saved my life. It didn't just change my life. It saved my life. It allowed me to be me. It allowed me to step into that person I was becoming that I was too afraid of. It allowed me the clarity and the space to see through the mental chatter and that clutter. So I started on a crazy journey with it many years ago, and then that has led me here. So now I get to teach you guys the technique. And this technique that I'm going to show you tonight is the the one that is my vessel. So meditation, there's so many vast 
experiences and ways for you to dabble in it and play with it. I really highly encourage you to notice if this resonates with you, dive into it. If there's, if not, try and find another one. There's so many ways, vessels, tools that you can step into it. So breathwork meditation is a two-step breathing technique. How many of you guys have done it before? Anybody? Couple, couple hands. Yeah, awesome, awesome, cool. Okay, so for the rest of you, it'll be a fun new experience. This, the way that we're gonna be breathing tonight is through an open mouth, okay? So you're gonna feel a little uncomfortable with what might come up this way. I'm gonna encourage you to put coffees and teas down, to have purses down when we get started, and the lights will go off after I explain the whole technique. And the reasons why is we want you to really allow yourself to keep palms open if you're looking to receive any information or clarity, or if you're just trying to get better at receiving, or palms down if you're looking for some more grounding, some more sense of self, understanding, internal look, to look inside yourself tonight, okay? Feet should be firmly planted or as you're sitting on the ground, bottoms firmly planted, allow yourself to feel that piece of the earth that's around you, okay? And when we breathe this way, it moves energy in our body. So the slight discomfort that you might feel is normal. You might feel some tingling sensations throughout the body. You might feel a little bit of jitters, even a little bit of, I don't like this. And all of that is okay. All of that is normal. You are safe. It is safe for you to experience what it is surfacing and what it allows to come through, okay? Sometimes emotions come through. So we're gonna get our vulnerability on and let ourselves, if an emotion comes, come. So you'll hear me guiding you throughout, but don't hold any of that back. That's what we're here for, community. These beautiful ladies that are having us here today wanted to create a space for community. So let's let ourselves be vulnerable in front of strangers, all right? Okay, so open mouth breathing. You breathe as deep as you can into the belly. So the first breath looks like this. That's my belly being pushed out, big old Buddha belly. Let it all hang out, okay? There's no vanity in this class. So the, be the belly gets pushed out as you inhale, and then you go into the heart breath. So it goes belly, heart, exhale. Belly, heart, exhale. Belly, heart, exhale. One more. Belly, heart, exhale. Beautiful. So you'll hear me cueing you. Go at your own pace with it. Allow yourself to just flow into it and see how this feels for you, okay? Any questions, comments, concerns? Awesome. All right, we're gonna get the lights turned down. You're getting comfortable with where you are. You're feeling the bo your body against your seat, your feet against the ground. And we're gonna start just by taking three normal deep breaths, allowing us to arrive here. So as deeply as you can, in through the nose. Open mouth, exhale it out. As deep as you can through the nose. Open mouth, exhale it out. One more, as deeply as you can, really feeling it to the top, feeling that body expand, exhale it out. Beautiful. And as your eyes are all closed now, just invite you to turn your attention inwards. That means imagine you have eyes and you're looking at the inside of your body. 
and you're looking to notice your own energy, what are you holding today? Any stress or any tension, any anxiety, any happiness or joy? And just notice where it all lives. We're not trying to change it. We're just aware of where it is. Beautiful. And with that, we're gonna open our mouths and we're gonna start by breathing deeply into the belly. Heart, exhale. Belly, heart, exhale. Belly, heart, exhale. Belly, heart, exhale. Okay, stay at your own pace. Keep breathing. And just allowing yourself right now to get in touch with the breath. And you're aware of all the thoughts that start spiraling through your mind. We're aware of all the thoughts that want to take us away from this moment. And we just breathe. <sighs> Belly, breath, exhale. Belly, chest, exhale. Stay with this breath and allow yourself to start to tune into what it feels like to be bringing this much breath into your body. That mind of yours has 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. It's normal for those thoughts to start running through your mind. Your only job is to breathe. To allow the breath to make you a little uncomfortable. And to breathe anyway. And to notice what it feels like to bring this much breath into your body. Good. Good. Notice if your body is wanting to move, you can allow it to move. There's no rule that it can't. You just stay with the breath. Your job is to breathe right now. You're allowing your expectations to drop. Your to-do lists to fall away. And we're just breathing. Oh, <sighs> 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 
staying with it right on through the transition and the music. What starts to happen at this stage is your mind tells you all sorts of reasons why you should be stopping. Things you need to look at, things you need to be doing, anything but to sit here and breathe. With love and compassion for yourself, you notice all of those thoughts, all of that resistance that shows up for you. And you go right back to the breath. I want you to notice any judgments that might be surfacing for you at this stage. Judgments of yourself, judgments of others, any judgments at all. Allow those to be noticed and then to keep breathing. Good. You guys are doing great. Notice any more resistance that surfaces and breathe right through it. Breathe with it. We're allowed to make ourselves feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel discomfort. Only when you allow these emotions, these sensations to surface, to be truly felt, will your body allow you to release them when you're ready. So breathing into our bodies, and allowing our energy to surface. You guys are doing great. This is that moment where we really make the choice to be here, to participate in something different, something new for you. To allow yourself to move energy so you can hear from you, from your heart, from your own authentic sense of self. That's what sits on the other side of all the clutter. So you're just committing right now to breath and breathing. <sighs> Staying with it 
Trusting your body won't give you anything you cannot handle. It's okay if you feel that discomfort. It's okay if you feel any dizziness. You're safe. You're completely safe. Just let the breath do the work. Check in with your body. How's your body feeling? Make any movements that the body may be asking for. Any adjustments and stay with the breath. Mouths are still open, we're still breathing. Good, you guys. You're gonna do something a little non-traditional. If this isn't non-traditional enough already. And I invite you to think about something in your life that has made you laugh. Something in your life that has brought you so much joy, you could feel the smile creeping up on your face, you can feel the laughter wanting to come out. If you can't think of anything at all, allowing yourself to come up with a ridiculous sound, a fake laugh, and we're gonna laugh together. Everyone's gonna do it. We're gonna move some energy from the body. On the count of three, whatever you've got, there's joy out there to be felt. On the count of three, one, two, three. <laughs> Good, you guys. And then you ride that out. Let the laughter come through. Good. I love when you just can't stop it. It's just still going. Beautiful. When you're ready, when you feel your body getting ready, Keeping the eyes closed, allow yourself to get back to the breath. You're almost there. There's a little bit more of breathing. Yep. That's the kind of group we have. We go with it. We go with it. You're almost there. 
Just a handful of minutes of active breath more. In these last few minutes, ask yourself if you've been holding back. Ask yourself if there's a part of you that's been stopping for uncomfortable reasons, for any reason at all. And if you can breathe about 5% more air into that belly, this is where we do it. You don't have to understand exactly what's happening. Give yourself that permission. And keep breathing anyway, right on through it. Your vulnerability is courageous. Let that come through. Give yourself that gift. You can do this. On the other side of comfort, when you push up against that discomfort of yours, that's where the magic happens. That's where you create, you shine. But sometimes you have to feel into what's there currently. You'll get to rest. Just keep breathing. Almost there to the very end. made it to the relaxed portion. This is where you close your mouth. You breathe normally and you allow yourself to notice 
what you feel. You allow yourself to notice your own energy circulating throughout your body, that vibration, the emotion, and let it be there, be with it fully, presently. Just be. staying with where you are, noticing where your mind has gone, any thoughts that have come through. I invite you to think about something in your life that has brought you and brings you pure joy. Whatever that first thing is that comes to mind, imagine that joy sitting inside your heart. And when you think about it, it fills up your heart to the very brim. And then you think of another joyful moment in your life that is uniquely yours. And that heart becomes too small to contain your joy. So it bursts out of your heart and joy starts bleeding through your body, coursing down each arm and back up, coursing down each leg and back up. We laugh because we know there's joy to be had in life. And joy can coexist right alongside everything else. When you allow yourself, give that permission to feel all of it, that's when you get to step more into your you-ness. And that authentic light shines through. from this place, this open-hearted place that we are in right now. Just asking yourself if there's anything that you need to know, that you need to hear from your heart. And listen. No matter what comes through, thanking you, thanking your body, thanking your mind, your spirit, your soul, thanking the collectiveness, 
for showing up for you. And taking one or both hands, I invite you to place it over your heart. Feel your heartbeat. Thank your heart for beating in every moment of every day for you to live this gift of life. Thanking your own energy for always being there. Helping you shine. Taking a big deep breath in. Exhale. Big deep breath in. Exhale. It is an absolute honor to get to be here with you guys, to lead you, to teach you. And I get to do this work because you show up and because the beautiful Krista and Lindsay invited me. So thank you all for being here. I hope that you feel this openness that this has helped create for you and that you take this throughout the rest of your weekend. Be a little more you. Namaste. We can peacefully open our eyes and take the world in. It may take a minute. Allow yourself to do any stretches that that body is asking for, movements. And if you have your phone, you can type little notes in your notepad if anything has come through that you would like to remember or feel into. You guys did a beautiful job with this practice this, tonight. What you just did was breathwork meditation. And it moves energy. We were soft with ourselves. We held ourselves lovingly. But if emotions came through or you're just confused at what happened, that's okay. You did it, and that's what counts. You showed up and you did it. You did the work for you. And thank you, guys. Yeah. I know. Oh. I don't know where I am. <laughs> the laughing made me cry. I know. The laughing made me so happy. Oh, the laughing yeah, made me so like happy. Tears you guys of were joy. making me laugh. You guys are making me cry. You guys are making me laugh. <laughs> Well, because Dakota's, I, Dakota, how old are you? 14. And Kylie, you're 14, yeah? 15. Mm. 15. What were you but guys like, laughing at? <laughs> I was laughing at her laugh. Oh. It just made me so happy because I, I don't know. I remember that age and it's yeah. like, I don't know. There's a lot yeah. going on. We think there's a, there is a lot going on, you know, 20s to our 30s, but um, there's a lot going on there too. So mm -hmm. it made me so happy to hear you guys laugh. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. What's the basis behind that? Like, why do you have people laugh? The laughing is because we take ourselves really seriously in, in this life. And that you guys probably had an easier time connecting with it because in our youth, it's easier to connect with the joy, with the laughter. We you know, get a little older and it's like, you know, everything can feel so daunting and hard. So in, we actually yell and laugh in, in most of my classes. And Tonight just felt right to just laugh. That was what the group was bringing in. And it's important to remind ourselves of that. We don't have to take ourselves so seriously. We can laugh our way through a lot of it and it can exist 
with the sadness Mm -hmm. and with whatever else is surfacing for you. They're not exclusive. Yeah, I think so often like we get stuck in the feeling of feeling so low or we're going through a hard time and we get like addicted to that feeling. Um, Yeah. So talk to us about your journey with meditation. You said at the end, I hope you feel more like you and Mm. yourself. And we talk about that all the time Mm. on the podcast because that's kind of the point. We just want people to feel more like themselves, closer to who they really are. Yeah. So how has meditation helped you do that? Mm. Great question. It's been everything, really. So for me, a lot of things had started to happen. I was a very joyful person. My mom always said I came out of the womb laughing. Mm -hmm. That was like what happened for me. And I got really hard on myself as things got older and a major trauma happened in my life that all of a sudden I wasn't happy. And I was really, I was the exact opposite of that. And I didn't understand what to do with that. And when I found meditation and breath work specifically, it helped me access all of that, all of the emotions, the anger, the sadness that needed to come up so that I could be me. Because the happy wasn't gone, right? It's not that we lose ourselves when there's trauma or when there's difficulties or obstacles in our life. We'd, we we sometimes do, we may go off track and then we kind of come back, but it was the reminder of that they all existed together. So for me, when I found breath work, that's, I really went on this crazy journey and got dropped off on a mountaintop, pretty much in New Mexico. My boyfriend wasn't sure if I was going to be joining a cult, <laughs> but it wasn't a cult. <laughs> it wasn't <Cool>. a cult. <laughs> um, I just had this feeling that it was something I needed to follow and continue training with and, and doing for myself. And once I, it, I took one class, once I took one, it was, I have to bring this to people because it felt not only like my purpose, the reason I'm on this planet, it was the reason why everything has happened up until this point. And if I can help people connect back with their them, like all of you, your hearts are a little more opened after that, like just a little or a lot, Mm -hmm. but usually they're opened, right? And they're opened because we shield ourselves, things happen, those traumas, and and we think we're protecting ourselves or, You know, something happened when we were five and we decided that's the way that we need to be. So when we allow ourselves to shed that, which was in breath work, and that's what that did for me. It allowed me to shed my anger, my sadness, my, and not really shed it, just notice it so that it didn't control me, right? In that outside world. And then I was me again. And I do it every day. If I don't, I can notice that something, I notice it. And it's not that I'm not me when I don't do it. I'm just not as grounded and I'm not as strongly standing in my own authenticity, which we all have to bring. And I love that you guys talk about that on your podcast because that's one of my, that's my be your authentic you. I mean, that's makes me cry. That's my mess. That's message. That's what feels so vastly important. And our world needs to know that it's safe to be themselves and that their stories don't define them. None of what's happened to you in your life so far has defined you. It may shape you. It certainly can shape you. Mine's shaped me, but they don't have to define you if that's not what's right for you. I spiraled. No, that was beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. I liked that. Um, if someone doesn't have that 25 minutes, half an hour um, that we just did, how would you recommend someone, you know, incorporating meditation, breath work into their daily routine? 
Yeah, that's in, it's really important. I get asked that a lot because we don't, right? I mean, what, we were just laughing over there in the corner. I was like, wake up earlier so you can meditate. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's days that I don't do that, of course, right? There's My alarm goes off. I'm, Shit. We curse on the podcast a lot. Great, because that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> do it for five minutes. That's my answer. Do it for five minutes. And if you can't do breath work today, it's just not what feels right. Do another meditation for five minutes. But I know I like to push people to do breath work. I say, do breath work for 30 days. 30 days and watch it change your life. I created this program because that's what I did. I started it and it was a, I was obsessive accidentally and then saw what that created. So I created this 30-day journey with breathwork. It's on my website because tools and helpful tips, there's like a, an audio that people can get. They can do it from their own bed, but you also, you don't have to do a 30-minute audio. You can do it for five minutes to one song. That's a four-minute song. You're certainly not going to get the same level of, you know, juiciness and all of that. I wanted to say je ne sais quoi, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> But you're not going to get all of that with four minute with a four minute song. But you'll allow yourself to still clear, to get a little more grounded, and still stand a little more strongly in your you. And I know you worked. So you worked in a corporate job yeah. for quite some time, and then you made the transition. So can you talk about your transition from that, and sort of how meditation was like a thread through mm -hmm. that? Yes, pretty much. That'd be like, here's my journal. Here's my diary for the mm -hmm. like, you know, two year period. Mm -hmm. You guys would. Yeah, that was a huge uh, change and shift. I was in the corporate world for over a decade and happy for some of it, not happy for the end. It wasn't what was right for me, but I hadn't found this, I hadn't found this yet. I didn't understand what my purpose was, but I did know that there was something else out there. And I used to kind of hate people that said, this is my purpose because I was like, screw you, that's doesn't exist mm -hmm. because I hadn't found mine yet mm -hmm. and I didn't understand it. And I, I, I realized that it was because I was on the precipice of just finding that next thing for me. And so I started meditating because I could feel my anger from my trauma and I could feel my resentment towards people in general. I mean, I was irrationally angry on the 405 mm -hmm. that I realized I needed to do something. I mean, I guess most people probably yeah. are <laughs> irrationally angry. <laughs> I realized I needed to do something to bring it into to, to re really rein it in and to get grounded again. So I started dabbling with just traditional meditation, meditation apps. And then I started showing up in studios. And when I started on that journey, I pretty quickly found breath work. So why, when I found breath work, it just so happened I was in this weird interest. I won't say just so happened, it was universal. Mm -hmm. The universe created space for me to go on this journey, to get dropped off on the mountaintop, to study, to research, to open up my knowledge base. And it was two years before I quit the corporate job. So I launched a business while there and I was doing it as my side hustle. I didn't mean to, it was accidental, but I just, people kind of just started showing up and wanting some more work. And I started creating a practice that felt right for me to be teaching. It was breath work. It was you know, life coaching tactics. And I had been setting myself up for that with the meditations I had been doing before. So I was feeling ready, but really scared. And that fear was blinding for probably about a year of it. I think I, I said every day, like, I might come home and have quit my job today. And then I was like, didn't do it again. And it was <laughs> like still a year. 
And then once again, the universe created an opportunity because I was very clear that this is what I wanted. So I was placing that order pretty daily. You know, show me how I can make this a living. Show me how I can create something that people want. And that's true to my heart and my soul and what's right for me. What, what am I supposed to be doing? And answers kind of just kept falling into place. And that one day, pretty much the president of my company one day was like, well, we love you and we want you to join this other team. And I was like, yeah, you guys are feeling that I'm not present at all mm. because I am not present and I'm really sorry and I love you. And I actually felt really, I cried. So I've, I'm really sorry that I led you on mm -hmm. kind of in a way, but it was what I had to do to create this, this side thing. And I'm like, I'm gonna follow my dream. And so many letters to fear later, I, I quit and I, I started doing this full time and working in all these studios around Los Angeles and yeah, just kind of flourished. It was very universal. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I kind of say it's an accident, but I, I really do believe that if you want something and you're clear about it, mm -hmm. I mean, you guys probably experience that too mm -hmm. all the time. You're clear about it. There's, you might come in a little different way than your order is placed, mm -hmm. but you keep your eyes open. It shows up. Love so, that. yeah. It's when you ask like a beautiful question, like you asked, you know, you get like a really beautiful answer yeah. too, which is really nice. So that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and your answer was different than your answer, right? Mm -hmm. Your hearts gave you different mm -hmm. answers. Mm -hmm. And how can people connect with you? Again, where can they find you? And also talk about your virtual oh, yeah. class. Thanks for asking. I yeah. always forget that stuff. No, it's important. So my practice is called Breathe Accented Life. It will soon be changing to my name because I was telling Lindsay earlier, I've realized that's really what I say is just my name. So it will soon be my name. But you can find me by typing in Jenna Reese, R-E-I-S-S, -S, and you'll find one of my studios or, or my website at breatheaccentedlife.com. And I teach... All different sessions. I teach on the beach. That's my favorite one. I teach a breathwork session on the beach. Once a month, I teach virtual sessions. Next week, I have a virtual session, which is people from all over the world joining. And you can see each other, which is really exciting. And I just came up with the name of the program today. What is it? I'm really excited. <laughs> I forced my boyfriend to brainstorm with me. And he was like, this is not my jam. But okay. He did it? Oh, he totally did it. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> There he is. He did What's it. Up? He did it. <laughs> got the boyfriends in the corner over there. <laughs> um, so it's called Wild Hearts. So it's going to be all about wild hearts connecting. I was inspired by Brene Brown's recent book, Braving the Wilderness. And I, it, was, it was immediate for me. And it's these people. So you can see each other virtually. It's really exciting. You can all see each other. So you can talk and connect with one another. And we're creating this online space for you to then just do breath work at home with yourself, but also in that community setting. Because to me, community is the other half of healing. You can only do so much on your own. You have to reach out. You have to allow people to be there for you. And yeah, so it's Wild Hearts virtual sessions next week on Thursday, the 11th. You can find it on my website on the events page. You should do it. Okay. I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love All right, thank you. you so much, Jenna. Thank you. It's been so Bye. good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So good. So good. So for our final 
portion of the evening. We'll take a seat if it feels cool to take a seat. Um, we have Dr. Ryan Green, who is an osteopathic physician and co-founder of uh, Monarch Athletic Club, which um, is an LA health center um, where they combine exercise, nutrition, um, and medical consulting. He's really all about preventative medicine. And as well, you are an executive physician for the Madera Group. So consulting with them, literally. Similar background. Toka Madera. like the same almost. <laughs> Doctors. You know. um, so we're so excited. He's going to unwrap the science behind what was just happening when we were doing the breath work, take us through possibly some exercises because yeah. um, I want to know what was happening and why. I think a lot of us kind of fall off, at least for me, sometimes I fall off my the meditation train um, and breath work train after a few weeks because I forget why I'm doing it and why biologically it benefits me. So here's Dr. Ryan Crane. Great. Thanks y'all for having me. So glad to have you. So the, the long and short, a brief background about me is I started, I trained in orthopedic surgery because I wanted to be a physician for the New England Patriots. And like, that was my goal to be surrounded by greatness. And, uh, <laughs> Once I got into it, I realized that a lot of medicine is reactionary and people aren't actually getting better. So how do we fix that? And I couldn't do that from a traditional hospital setting. So when I finished the training I needed to do, I was convicted to move into more of a preventive medical space, uh, still doing the, the sports work, but basically trying to allow everyone to perform at the highest possible level because your bodies are incredible. They contain an incredible amount of healing potential. Human beings just are an interesting species in the sense that we're the only species on the planet earth that poisons itself in the name of fun. And then we wonder why like we don't feel well very often. And uh, one of the things that led me into is uh, integrative medicine, which is a, a new f newer field of medicine that focuses on exercise, nutrition, recovery, mindfulness. And in that mindfulness space is, uh, is breath work. So I've learned a lot about it. I never really thought I would be in this space. I was always like a big, you know, if there's a problem, cut it out, literally, of, of the body. And uh, now I'm kind of how can I keep people from getting to that point? So it was definitely a 180 for me. Um, and that's what we do at Monarch Athletic Club is basically bring everything that you could possibly need uh, to achieve the highest level of performance. And, you know, people ask me like, well, why does this matter? I'm not a professional athlete. Like, no, but you're a professional something and you want to do the best you can when you're doing that. So if you're a professional barista, be an awesome barista. And like, if you're not feeling well, you can't do your job. And if you're, you know, you do what some people in here, like Joey sitting here, another Lululemon ambassador does, like he needs to be the best that he does when he's, you know, filming athletes and whatnot. So that's kind of what led me to this. And the interesting thing about breath is who thinks they know how to breathe correctly? One per, I believe one person <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, most of us just don't don't really know how to breathe. Uh, so starting from the top, you know, uh, Jenna was talking about like that belly breathing component. Like that's how you breathe. That's how you should breathe. B 
Because number one, where is your diaphragm? Does anyone have any idea? Yeah. Like right about, if you feel the bottom of your ribs, that's where your diaphragm is, right? And so if your diaphragm contracts, that forces all your gut organs, your liver, your kidneys, you know, your intestines out. And the reason that's important is that when you take a good deep breath, you're stimulating your nervous system to balance out and your diaphragm pressing down on those organs is the first thing that's important to do. And so no matter what you're doing, whether at work or you're exercising, taking a deep breath starts at your diaphragm. So you should have that belly breath. So if you put your hands on your belly and you take a deep breath, force that stuff out and it feels awkward. And then you let it all go. The second step is, you know, breathing. Is it an active process or is it an inactive process? We don't think about it because you need to do it, but it's an active process. So you take time to breathe in and then you take time to breathe out. And that'll get to a technique I'll talk about in a second called four, seven, eight breathing. But we need to retrain ourselves how to breathe. Um, babies do it right. Kids do it right. But somehow in like junior high or high school, people are told like, you know, you breathe by taking big heaving breaths and there's certain ways don't bend over and all that stuff is not factually accurate. So we got to kind of refocus things there. The second thing that's interesting that you may or may not know is how many of all the species on planet earth, how many have the ability to control their breath based on mood? Does anyone know? Megan's heard this before, so that's not quite fair. One. That's us. No other animal, bug, anything on planet Earth. Like if it's mad, like it can't say like, let me try and slow my breathing down. It's just like shoots up because it's life or death. And we have the ability to really control that process. And none of us really take time to do that. So if you think about it, the last time you were mad or the next time you're mad, if you think about how you're breathing, it's probably not rhythmic. It's probably shallow. It's probably loud because you want to make people know around you that you're pissed off, right? But if you just be intentional about what you're doing and slow your breathing rate down, make it rhythmic, I promise you those emotions will, will calm themselves because you cannot be mad. I promise you, you cannot be mad if you breathe slowly, rhythmically, intentionally. And two, it gives you time to think about why is this making me angry? So, and usually that will dissipate. So those are just a couple of the simple components of breathing that people, when you think about it, will help you out on a day-to-day basis. From the medical space, and this is where it kind of gets, kind of gets nerdy. So just like stick with me for a bit, but um, there's a lot of conditions. Who has anxiety here? Everyone, come on, raise your hands. Anxiety, high blood pressure, digestive issues, chronic pain. Those are all things I see on a daily basis. And a lot of those things are mitigated by the fact that human beings have two types, basically a nervous system that has two components. There's fight or flight, and then there's rest and digest, also known as the sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system. Around us are all things that are trying to activate your sympathetic nervous system. So lights, music, you know, things in here that are trying to get you to increase your desire. So humans tend to have a overexpressed sympathetic nervous system. And what breathing can do, 
you know, whether it's breath work and meditation, or if it's some of the techniques I'll teach you here in a second, they simulate or stimulate, excuse me, what's called the vagus nerve. Has anyone heard of the vagus nerve, right? If you have, awesome. If you haven't, now you know. That's the nerve that calms you down. It's attached to your diaphragm. It's attached to all your, you know, visceral organs, liver, kidney, and whatnot. And when you stimulate that through intentional, appropriate breathing, your body balances that fight or flight with rest and digest. So if you're, you know, at work and you're stressed, you feel bloated, you feel anxious, you can't get a lot of sleep, using breath work will help a lot of those conditions. And especially for people with like chronic irritable bowel, fibromyalgia, things like that. Most of us are just way over stimulated and we just really need to, to bring it back down. Even to the fact like using your phone in bed activates that sympathetic nervous system and just breath work can be helpful, which is crazy because if you use meditation apps, that's also your phone. And so you're just like, what am I going to do? It's like a no win situation. So takeaways, like I could talk about science all day, but there's a couple things that you can do. Simple takeaways that you can use this second. We'll do one right now. It's called four, seven, eight breathing. Has anyone done four, seven, eight breathing? One person. It's awesome. It's super good. So I'm going to take you through it. I'm going to explain to you why it works and then we'll do it together. It's also known as pranayama breathing. So it's been done for 2,500 years. And we, again, just kind of lost the importance. People have been doing it for so long. But what it does is it focuses on a rhythm, four seconds breathing in, seven seconds holding the breath, and then eight seconds audibly breathing out through your mouth. So in through your nose, hold out through your mouth. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be four seconds. It could just be four counts, um, especially as you start, you'll want to you know, probably move a little bit quicker, but you do that four, seven, eight for four cycles. So you're going to Breathe in for four, hold for seven, breathe out for eight. And that will, one, help decrease that sympathetic nervous system. But two, it also focuses on utilizing that deep belly breath. Because what does anyone know what your lungs look like? Has anyone seen lungs, like real lungs? They're cones, right? So it's small up here, big down here at the base of your diaphragm. So if you're just breathing like this, if your clavicles or your collarbones are moving, you're really only using about... 25% of your total lung volume. So you're going to have to breathe faster, more often, and that's tiresome. Two, lifting all this stuff up here activates these muscles, scalenes, sternocleidomastoid. That decreases the blood flow coming from your brain that goes back to your heart, that goes to your lungs, that gets oxygenated. And if your brain doesn't have oxygen, you basically think like a man. You don't really think for the most part, right? And I'm willing to say that, right? You know, yeah. So, you know, especially in a situation at work, if you're giving a presentation, if you're going to play a sport and it's a high impact moment, you need your brain. You need to think. You don't want to go up there and have a moment like, I just blacked out. I'm not really sure what I said because my heart rate was so high. So utilizing these techniques right before you do something is also very valuable. So let's try it. All right. First things first, it's interesting to see like how this affects your heart rate because it'll, it'll affect it right away. So if you want to take your pulse, if you feel like by your thumb, there's a little point, 
It's called your radial styloid, and if you just slide your fingers towards your pinky just a little bit and press down, you can get your pulse there. So just take some time and just kind of feel where you're at. And then I'm going to count us out. We'll do four cycles, four seconds in, seven-second hold, eight seconds out. And just kind of notice how your heart rate responds. So I'll count you out when you're ready. You can close your eyes. You don't have to look at me. All right, ready? Four seconds in, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, three, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Like you don't know what's going to happen. So the power of breath is super important. And that's probably the most efficacious I found for people, especially if they're uh, slow on or they lack time. Just you can do it whenever, wherever it takes 30 seconds for the most part. Um, and then you really can appreciate the benefits of how to breathe appropriately. Cause it's hard to breathe just taking chest breaths in that cadence. And you can also tangibly feel how your body responds in terms of parasympathetic or vagus nerve activity. So that's the most beneficial thing that I've noticed. We just need to get better at it uh, because a lot of the things, I don't know if, is anyone medically trained in here? What do you do? Nurse. Perfect. So you know what hypertension is, high blood pressure. The guidelines recently shifted. So high blood pressure used to be 140 over 90. Now it's 130 over 80. So statistically half the people in this room probably have like hypertension right now, just resting, which means in the current system, a lot of people are going to start getting medication. And I'm, that's what I'm kind of trying to avoid. So these little simple breath techniques, wherever you can utilize them and, in, and build them into your daily life are so important because it can help with blood pressure, help with anxiety, help with insomnia, pain, all those things. And a lot, if you get rid of most of those things, those are most people's problems to be completely honest, you know, just stress, inability to sleep, anxiety and pain. So that's basically where I'm coming from for the most part. And it was definitely a radical shift uh, because it used to be scalpels and sutures and now it's, you know, eating right and breathing, which you think like, <laughs> that's so simple, but it's so effective. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's cost effective too, because one of the things that I fight on a daily basis is the fact that most of you don't want to come see me or people like me because it costs too much money. And that's something we're trying to change the narrative on is the fact that like I spent $250,000 to learn how to breathe appropriately so I can teach you how to breathe appropriately. So like, by all means, you know, come reach out. Uh, because I don't want to be the only one with this information. Like I got, I got a lot that I can share. So that's just kind of like a quick and dirty of why we breathe and why you're doing what you're doing is your body is built 
to utilize breath to fluctuate mood, intentionality, you know, because at the end of the day, back when we were evolving, it was either figure out how to get oxygen to all these different places or you get eaten or, you know, you know, rest and, and relax and recover. So that's kind of what I do in my short spiel. And so I'll pull you guys up if you have questions. What was happening during the meditation and the breathwork session? Like why I was feeling a little tension in my fingers, like tension in my lips, I guess. And then I was definitely getting like goosebumps, kind of fuzziness in the body. So biologically, what is happening? Well, I mean, one, you're starting to breathe correctly. So you may be feeling things that you should be feeling normally. Mm -hmm. The other thing with meditation too is, especially with that breathing pattern, you tend to become you're blowing off a lot of CO2. So like the same thing that people experience with altitude sickness when they breathe fairly quickly, um, you're blowing off, you're basically coming out of acid base balance and that's where you get like the tinglys. And temporarily it's fine. Like if you were at altitude, you'd (laughs) you'd pass out. Yeah, (laughs) which is why sitting is ideal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, you're you're increasing, you're, you're forcing your body to experience something that it's not necessarily used to experiencing. And in this case, it's hyperoxygenation. You know, you're breathing appropriately. So you're utilizing muscles you may have not used before and you're feeling relaxation because anytime you put anything under tension, any muscle under tension, it has to relax. So we're using a lot of muscles in our in our core and our diaphragm that we may not have appreciated before. And you're just kind of feeling and experiencing things that you that your body's not necessarily used to. But a lot of it's physiologically acid base balance. So that's I wish it was more exciting. But, no, yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah. Do you know much about research around um, meditation's effect on your brain and like the brain matter and how it can change your brain? Just from, from the get-go, the brain has an infinite capacity to regenerate. So without getting on like too much of a tangent, we don't do ourselves a benefit with kind of like general lifestyle and the fact that we're seeing all this dementia, Alzheimer's and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but meditation, mindfulness, just focusing on breath and whatnot, as I mentioned before, allows for appropriate reoxygenation of the brain and, you know, flushing and clearing of reactive oxygen species and all these kind of metabolic byproducts we create secondary to stress, you know, processed food, contaminants in the environment. So when you're flushing those things out and you're bringing in the healing factors, growth factors, you know, good oxygenated blood, your brain will have the ability to regenerate damaged, you know, nerves, axons, matter and whatnot. So that's physiologically one of the reasons that that's occurring. And uh, we just don't really take the time to allow that to happen on a daily basis. You work with athletes and so what has been the response when you've incorporated like these progressive, more holistic approaches to their training? Uh, I mean, performance increases exponentially just because when you're less tense, you're, you're more fluid. You're able to move. Like you teach soul cycle. If someone was up on a bike and just Mm -hmm. like every muscle was engaged, you'd be like, you know, just relax, let things relax. And that's basically how this breath work works with these athletes because they're required to perform at a high level all the time. And they want to be elite, which forces them to increase stress beyond what we 
usually experience on a daily basis. And interestingly enough, athletes in general, whether you're a professional athlete or not, have a really high incidence of bowel disease, like irritable bowel, Crohn's disease, colitis, because when you're performing at a high level, your muscles need a lot of blood. So that pulls blood away from your from your guts and they don't really take time to relax after they're done exercising and then that causes degeneration of a lot of cells in your gut so especially after you exercise like what do you guys what do most of you guys do after you are done exercising do you sit relax recover you eat and you need blood to do that and so if you're not like taking time to come like come back down and one of the things you can do is measure your heart rate variability I have this little band that tells me what my heart rate variability is. So I know if I'm recovering, you're forcing your body to do something that it's not ready to do. So after athletes are done, we have them sit in a recovery space, you know, in a hot tub, cold tub, doing all this stuff, basically allow them to, to come down using breath work, using mindfulness. So when they move on to that next level of whatever they're doing, their body's prepared to do it. Because most of us just say like, Hey, that Soul cycle is done. I'm walking out. I'm going to brunch with my guys or girls, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not ready to do it. And you're doing yourself a disservice. And then you have to come see me. And I'll tell you, like, just take time, breathe, relax, recover. And admittedly, we, we live lives that we're trying to plan every single minute of every single day. And one of the things we do at Monarch is, you know, when you're done training, you have to go to the recovery space because you have to dial it down. Otherwise, you know, you're just like, go, go, go. And your your body's not not built for that. Mm. So don't leave before the stretch of Lindsay's class. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, we brought you guys here today. Uh, talk, yeah. about that. <laughs> talk to us about like the progressive part of healthcare that you are now you know, fully immersed in. I mean, we see it in LA. I don't know if it exists anywhere else. I don't know enough about it to know that. Sure. But um, I think it's so interesting and so needed, you know, to yeah. kind of veer away from, you know, just putting people on meds sure, and sending them to the hospital. And Yeah, you guys have a unique experience. I grew up in Chicago and then I did my residency training at Dartmouth. So I went further east, like further into the belly of the beast and then came back uh, and did a residency or excuse me, fellowship at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. So like I've spent time in areas where they people don't have a thousand breathwork studios that they can choose like sweet green on every corner. And it's awesome. Like you, I hope you guys appreciate it because it's not everywhere. And the fact of the matter is we as a country spend about 20% of our gross domestic product on chronic modifiable disease. And four of the top six killers of Americans are chronic modifiable disease. Meaning if we just took time and made some lifestyle changes, we could save our country trillions of dollars. So what we're finding is, and people, you guys may, may know is that individuals are becoming more interested in like, how do I prevent myself from getting that cough, cold, flu, you know, tendonitis that causes me to not do things that I enjoy. And that's preventive medicine. And we're finding that in the military, it's now one of the critical wartime specialties because they're realizing soldiers have a huge issue with what's happening when they come back. And if the government's figuring it out, like it's going to be coming down the pipeline. So preventive activities are kind of the way of the future. And we just happen to be at the epicenter of that because Californians tend to be a little bit more forward thinking and progressive. So 
whether that's utilizing holistic medicine, naturopathic medicine, nutraceuticals, herbs, botanicals, like you let sage before we started, like, you know, sage is calming and it's, you know, aromatherapy is, is real. And at the end of the day, medication all comes from a natural like source anyway. So we're going to see a huge shift in how we approach healthcare because we just, we're, we literally can't keep spending all this money. It's, it's just going to run out. And then basically everyone in this room is not going to be able to appreciate social security benefits and things like that, because it's just, it's too expensive and we're too, we're too ill overall. So, uh, you know, and the simplest thing you can do to affect most of the conditions that are causing all of this, you know, cost and illness is just breathe. Just take time to, you know, check in with yourself. Cause like, I can't count how many people want like Xanax prescriptions and bro, just, Take a couple deep breaths and like dial it down, you know. <laughs> or lady, whatever. It's not yeah. just dudes. <laughs> Did you have kind of um, was there a, a switch flipped for you? Like, yeah. What was that in the orthopedic world with joint replacement? A lot of the individuals that need it are. 500 pounds. They're enormous. And they're just like, I don't know why my knees are breaking down. I was like, I've got about 500 reasons why it's Mm -hmm. like, you're, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. You smoke, you have diabetes now. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, why am I doing surgery on someone that clearly just doesn't care? And people that do care and do want to get better and have a difficult time approaching people that can help them because a large majority of individuals may not know how to take care of themselves yet. We're just like perpetuating this cycle of, of kind of, we're not really curing people. We're just like prolonging how long we can be ill. If that makes sense. Like I think it was Michael Pollan or there's a couple documentaries where we basically say, you know, in America, our healthcare system, we just keep coming up with ways that we can make chronic disease adaptable. So we're not really getting better. We're just being coming better at adapting to being sick. And one of my charges when I started medical school was like, I want people to be able to do whatever they want for as long as they can do it. And initially that was, you know, sports medicine. But now I've realized everyone in this room, like y'all may not tear your ACL, but y'all probably have aches, pains, coughs, colds that you could deal with easily if your body is just in the right condition and that starts with, you know, preventive medicine, mindfulness, breath work, all this stuff that you may be able to do. You just don't know how to do it. And I do. So how can I get that to you guys? And that's why I came out here to start what we're doing with Monarch. And you know, it's, it's not even that, like, you don't have to be a Monarch. Like you can reach out and we need, we have to create a new culture of practitioners that's available because that's what, that's what we're called to do. Like i have the ability to heal. So let me do that. Don't make it cost prohibitive for you to see me. Um, And hopefully things are changing. Things are changing. It's just going to take time, but this is the space to do it in California, especially LA. Awesome. Love it. So good. Um, How can people find you? So where is Monarch? I don't know where it is. So that's a good question. Monarch is still being built. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Great. We have two locations in West Hollywood, one at Sunset Tower that'll open mm-hmm. 
March, April, and then another at one at Santa Monica and La Cienega. Cool. Uh, right next to Shake Shack, oddly enough, which is Great. like, right? uh, but it's being Little built. Pre-game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fix me. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, you know, I, my website's monarchconciergemedicine.com and you guys can reach out to me through Instagram, call me, text me, email me. And we do experiences with Lululemon. I work with the Century City store. And then, you know, people like Joey, who's an ambassador here at Brentwood, like we're always putting together events where we can connect uh, with you guys. So after the spring, then you'll be able to come in and check out what we do with Monarch Athletic Club. I work at a practice in Hollywood that does preventive medicine, regenerative medicine, integrative medicine called Metro MD, a lot of like IV therapy, vitamin therapy, things like that. So yeah, just feel free. Don't hesitate to reach out. I'm great with email, great with text. Just happy to help. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for you being here. You can see me at SoulCycle at your class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know who he was and he didn't know who I was. I took your class on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, What's hey. What's up? I was front row. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. That was You're very informative. And thank you, Jenna. And thank all of you for being here. Yeah, Boyfriends and all. Um, Sage Wellness, thank you so much for being Mm -hmm. here. Sage, you are our absolute favorite. We have an event at your store on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We love you. Everyone gets a peppermint halo. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my, it's my favorite. It's the best. So it's like um, one of their essential oils. It's a roller. So I keep it in my car and just like when I'm driving, you put it on, you don't need too much. And it is like a game changer. It's the best. Or you can do a lot. Yeah, we can do a lot too. It feels like icy hot. It's great. It's amazing. Um, It's amazing. And thank you, Alfred T, for bringing the teas and setting the space. And then Lulu. Lulu, you're the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you for just putting this all together and making space for something that is really important for people to incorporate into their lives. So any questions or anything? Anything you you need. Can you repeat the question? To, in the yeah, it's, it's like, why do, why do we yawn? And if you yawn frequently, how do you decrease the yawning? Um, yeah, I mean, it, has, it does have an effect. Secondary yawning affecting to, your relationships. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, that rude bitch is yawning again. My roommate does it all the time. <laughs> and she doesn't even realize it. And I've, I've started to chastise her, but I, I should help her. Um, yeah, so a couple things. I mean, yawning is kind of like abdominal pain, like, what's, what's really going on. There's a lot of different things that could be working, but one, like how much sleep do you get? First thing, let's like common things are common. So I would look there, but you know, if you don't get enough sleep, your brain doesn't have the ability to regenerate like it, it needs to. So yeah, yawning allows you to take that slow, deep breath. And it's kind of like your body's reflexive reaction to do that. And, you know, let yourself yawn. Don't try and fight it. Just do it. But I would look at how much sleep are you getting? You know, things like that. Are you doing stuff that's, you know, stimulating to you? And if you have the ability, if you're doing something that's not necessarily stimulating, your body may be telling you, Hey, like we're a little bit more tired than we thought we were. Um, so I would, I would look there. Like if you're not getting seven, eight hours of sleep, continuous sleep, um, that would be my first place to start. And I think without getting too deep in that, like that's usually where people can overcome that issue. The Nobel prize in medicine this year was about biorhythms and a, and a fruit fly and how that affects chronic disease and, and cancer. And that's all stuff that we've known for a long time. But what does that mean for you guys? It's that 
your body wants a pattern. It wants a routine. So from top to bottom, start going to bed with around the same time every night, like fluctuating when you go to bed wreaks havoc on your hypothalamic adrenal access, like your stress pathway. Number one, get up around the same time every day. Make sure you're hydrated. Most of us are chronically dehydrated. So in a short way to figure out how much water you should drink every day, take your body weight, divide it by two. You should try and hit that number of ounces of water every single day at a bare minimum. Exercise daily. A lot of people like go take an off day. Off day can be yoga, can be Pilates, can be going to like sitting in a sauna or something like that. Something that gets your heart rate up because when your heart rate goes up, blood flow increases and then your body's immune system is able to kind of sample what's going on in your body so it can figure out if it needs to work or not work. And then two, uh, or the last part, you got to eat clean. You just really have to eat clean. I weighed 265 pounds after I stopped playing soccer in college. Uh, I just literally crushed Qdoba and Coors Light like you wouldn't. It was terrible. I had 10 double stuff Oreos every single night just because like I felt like I could. Um, and then I got enormous. And That's uh, like an athlete's kind of my mentality. They're like, totally. I can eat whatever. My girlfriend broke up with me. She's like, you're wearing sweatpants oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I've never dated since. It's Look at you now. Yeah, yeah. I should call her. Um, but you are, Hippocrates, the father of medicine said, you know, let food be thy medicine. And if you think about it, like you wouldn't put dirt in your gas tank, like you put gas in and you are, you are literally nothing but what you put into your body. So move, get exercise, start a regular sleeping pattern, same time, roughly every night, waking up, hydrate, and then you got to eat clean. Cause if you're not putting good stuff in your body, you're inflammatory profile, stress profile will chronically be elevated. And there's good data that says if you can just decrease inflammation and stress in your body, like stomping out things like cancer are not out of, out of reach. And one of the hard things too is like we spend so much time and effort on how do you cure these diseases that are, you know, terrible ALS, things like that, cancers, but we've got half America, half of the American population that's almost morbidly obese that's associated with like a ton of other health issues. And we have a hard time trying to figure out like, how do you tell someone like you have to change certain things? And if you just do those, those simple components, your life will get so much better. And I'm a, I'm living proof. I used it on my dad who's Midwest born and bred, red meat, potatoes, he was 30 pounds overweight. Now he's lost 30 pounds off all medication. He's 65. He's just crushing life. How did you convince him? Uh, I did it. And then I just, I had, yeah, I had conversations with him. I was like, you know, the evidence is there and you just gotta, you just gotta try it for yourself. Um, admittedly, if you're going to do anything to change your lifestyle, you have to stick with it for at least eight to 12 weeks because your body takes about 12 weeks to recalibrate. So if you just do something for four weeks, and that's my complaint with like a 30 day challenge, it's awesome. I'm happy you guys are trying it, but your body just says like, this is terrible. Let's wait it out. And then once we stop, we'll go back to what we like to do because that's more comfortable. So if you're going to do anything, just commit to it for at least eight to 12 weeks. Otherwise it's, it's, it's considered like a, you know, just an aberration, an outlier. So I was like six points. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs>
Nailed Aberration. It. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. <laughs> I was going to say for in breathwork specifically, your body temperatures change quite dramatically. I have had in the same session, someone complaining and telling me that it's way too cold and that they needed nine blankets while the person next to them is quite literally sweating through their shirt and dripping and, and you know, getting everywhere. And the energy explanation that I can give you is you carry a lot of stagnant energy within your body. And if you've never done a practice like this before, it's gonna bring that up. And as it brings that up, you're gonna start to feel certain emotions. You may feel sadness, you may feel happy, right? All these different emotions, fear. If you're gonna get really hot, I would say that's likely connected to the fear. And now you'll notice if you talk to me a little more, I say always, Everything's in a maybe, because with energy and with your body, your experience has to, this, what I say has to resonate with you, has to say that feels a little right. But I would say that it was bringing up some things that you were afraid to face, some things that you weren't really wanting probably to face, and then your body goes, how can we stop this? Get out, fight or flight. It's like, absolutely stop, gets really hot, and, and it doesn't know how to work with it. You like my little wiggles there? I'm not sure why I was wiggling. <laughs> Felt right to wiggle. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That I yes. I don't know if that helps. And many of us feel that when we start doing something that's new and different, and our instinct is to stop. Similar with this before you hit the thirty day, right before you hit the eight weeks. Like, it's uncomfortable, let's go back to comfort. That's the same way the brain works and the ego, With that's all ego. If let's go to comfort, we know how it works there, we know what that is, and that's okay. But yeah, if you can push yourself right on through that comfort, that's where I say that I see authenticity and you're able to be you. My mic was all there. I concur. Um, when, you're, when you're stressed, fearful, uncomfortable, initially, you know, you, you're in that, sympathetic parasympathetic balance the sympathetic nervous system causes blood vessels to constrict and it pulls blood to larger muscle bodies because you're basically primed to like fight or get the heck out and your fingers aren't necessarily important for that so if you ever shake hands with someone who has like clammy hands uh most likely they're very like sympathetically driven meaning they have a that fight or flight way overactivated um, and they tend to be really stressed out people. So just next time you shake someone's hand, like if it's cool and or like warm and dry, they're probably pretty balanced. Like my hands right now, I was moderately nervous. I'll be honest, are a touch clammy. And yeah, so like I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm ready to go. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's too, like you, your hands got felt a little bit weird because everything else in your body was kind of like... Clamping up. And then on like the mind body medicine side, I don't know if has anyone done Tai Chi. So you could have been kind of stimulating that a little bit too without even noticing it. Um, but from a pure physiologic perspective, it's fight or flight, rest and digest. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Well, thanks guys so much. This was so nice. It was so good to see your faces. I love seeing every one of you. So we'll be here after hanging, talking. So come talk to us. Feel free to shop and mm -hmm. chat and, and get, get to know each other. Get halo, grab some tea, um, rate and review on iTunes before you leave. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. We're going to take your phones and subscribe. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Love you. Thank you.